Welcome to the Kevin and Philip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Philip. Good afternoon to the Kevin and Philip Project listeners out there. Coming in a little low tone there. Yeah. Man, it's cold outside. It uh, it went from 60 to 20 in a day. And Ooh. we're both in shorts. Well, that's because I've been inside all day. It's only 90 days till uh, spring, so... Well, hurting it along. I'm 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 missing it right now for sure. Yeah, it was 60 yesterday. I just looked 20 degrees today, wind chill of about 12. So yep. that wind I'm telling you, if you've never uh, lived anywhere but Salina, Kansas, you don't know how bad you have it weather-wise here. Because <laughs> every time this wind starts blowing on these 20 degree days, um, I'll think I I never saw this in southeast Oklahoma. Never saw it one time. The yep. you know wind blows down there all the time. But not when doesn't feel like it's when it's twenty degrees, and I still I still can't get used to it. Fifteen winters here, and it's when that when that wind's blowing, man, it's cold. So I don't even want to get out and put gas in my car. Yeah. So what's been new? Anything good? You know new something year? I've got. Uh, I'm gonna just start right out with some sports stuff. I've always said one of my favorite sports moments, or it is without question, my favorite sport moment is uh, live watching Jeter walk off last at bat. Yep. But I saw something a week ago Tuesday night, first time I've ever been in a high school game that I saw a record set. And Aubrey Kirsch went 12 for 12 on three-pointers, oh. scored 40. And uh, to see that live, that was some pretty special shooting. It's not very often. That's Larry Burdish uh, just shooting the lights out. And uh, pretty neat to see her set a record. And congratulations to her and her team. That's it. I mean – that Central girls team we've talked about a little bit on yeah. here. They they got a pretty good season going on right now. They uh they played a couple teams that have been ranked pretty high in the state right up there with them and blown them all out. So yep. they're uh, they should have a pretty you good. You know, anytime you go up against these schools, that's the, they're ranked number two in the state right now behind St. Thomas Aquinas or Aquinas, whatever they call yeah, it. Whatever, <laughs> so, yeah. But um, aren't those private schools? At a different level, you just feel like – I mean, even though whenever I do 4A baseball in the in the baseball season out here, most of the time one of the teams in the state tournament is a private school out of Kansas City or Topeka. And I always feel like they maybe should have their own league. Maybe they shouldn't be competing against regular high schools. I mean, they just, I don't know what you can do about it. And the kids go there because it's good sports, good teams, and good everything. But – yeah. But it's almost like a hand They can recruit. Team. So, I mean, it, yeah. it's a little bit of an unfair advantage. I mean, there are some public schools, you know, like Derby and stuff like that. They can also do yep. that. But, uh, it, yeah, I mean, this has been something that the state's talked about for a while, how they do it, whether they bump them up classes, put them in their own division. You know, there's, there's a lot of things they're looking at. But it, it is unfair. I mean, they can go out and recruit. And there's a reason that those private schools win state all the time or, or the schools that – all the time, most of the time. Well, they're going to be in so, it always. Uh, yeah. It seems like they're always going to be in it. I, you know, one of the th- ideas that I had was, uh, not I had, one of the ideas I read in Oklahoma, what they were saying was if they were to win state, if they, one of those kind of schools, they would have to be have bumped to up to the up. next class right. the next year, which I, maybe they just recruit better after that. But when this originally happened, you remember back in the 
several years ago, Blake Griffin went to a small school. Can you imagine Blake Griffin against two ace kids? Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's Blake Griffin yeah. and his brother, and I think they had one other kid that played some Division One basketball, maybe at Oklahoma State, but he, uh, two A basketball. That's not. I mean, they should have been competing in five A or six A. Um, yeah. Of course, they just rolled. <laughs> you can just imagine they'd have probably rolled oh, yeah. in five A, but two A, yeah. it's not even competitive and not even fun to watch. Yep. But anyway, well, the so SIT is coming up this week. Yeah, that's so, a lot of fun every uh, year. It's all central. I just saw the bracket. I mean, I, I think they've been. The teams have known, but the brackets I just saw for the first time to just probably an hour ago. Um, as you would guess, on the girls' side, Central's number one. Yeah. So, um, I think. Who else is in it? Uh, I mean, I know in town schools, but is it's liberal Dodge City, any of those people yeah, coming up? So in, on the girls' side, I was, I was just looking. The print's really small on here, but uh, Central's one. You've got liberal two. Andover three, uh, Concordia four, Wichita West five, Bueller six, Salina South seven, and Abilene eight. Okay. So. Um, Liberal won it last year on a buzzer beater at the end with yep. point four left and threw it the length of the court and scored, which I still says was not possible. It didn't happen. The refs immediately left the court, and but you can't score in point four with a catch, turn, shoot. It's yep. got to be a tip shot. Yep. But, you know, whoever's running the clock that night or whatever <laughs> didn't do a great job. Yeah. Well, here's what's interesting when I first looked. So I was looking at the at the boys' bracket, and just to go through that real quick, Bueller's one, Andover two, Abilene three, Concordia four, Wichita South five, Salina Central six, Liberal seven, and Salina South eight. What's interesting to me on that one is that records are very similar between South and Central, and I know they want them to be in the opposite sides of the bracket, yeah. so they potentially, if they make it all the way, would have a chance to play in the championship game. But South beat Central head-to-head -head in their only matchup this year. Their records are very similar. Somehow Central got seated two spots higher than South. Who does the seating for this? Tournament, I don't know who I does. Guess. It, you know, but I remember back in you know I, I used to help run when I was helping coach high school back you know back when I was teaching. I helped run the um, county tournament every year, and the coaches themselves, um, you know, voted on who right. was ranked from top to bottom, and. Uh, so on this one, I don't know if they would do the same yeah, if they just pulled the eight coaches. I don't know the answer. So, yeah, it was interesting when I was looking at that, and then, um, you know, it, I I don't know. It's when I was younger, I mean, it was South Central, Sacred Heart, uh, El Saline, Southeast, and everybody Saline. was good, yeah, uh, better. Or? I mean, there were. I mean, there was to what you were just talking about before to have some of the smaller schools have to compete with the bigger ones. Yeah. I mean, that's ultimately why it changed. Some of the smaller schools went and either did their own tournament right. or, or joined a different tournament with schools their size. So. It, it happened in – I don't know how come it took so long to happen or if bigger schools just got bigger. But, like, say my mom's age, whenever they played against in the county tournament, that was our long going. We had a, probably a 50- or 60-year county tournament's best – Best basketball tournament we had down in, in uh, Pottawatomie County. Played it at Oklahoma Baptist or at St. Gregory's University every year and packed the house. But about 12 to 15 years ago, the bigger schools 
got so much better than the little schools. Yeah. And the little schools kept just getting littler and littler that they were winning by 60 and 70 points, and this wasn't even fun for anybody. Right. The fans quit right. coming. So eventually who drew out of it was the big schools drew out and said, you guys have a county tournament, we're going to go do our yeah. own thing. Yeah, and um, on occasion, like Southeast boys are pretty good this year. Yep, I mean, and, and they could have probably competed. On that uh, team. So this year they could have competed with some of those yep. bigger ones, but that's not on a year-by-year year basis. Between. Yeah, I mean, yep. Sacred Heart used to do it, obviously – you know they're going to compete once out of every quite a few years, so right. I get it. It's uh, but that's why Slime Invitational. It used to be kind of the region schools, um, and now you've got Liberal, a couple schools from Wichita. So yeah. it's a little bit different now, and probably so. doesn't draw near the crowd that it did. Well, that's we, why they moved it from. They used to be at the Bison Center. Yeah. When I moved here 15 years ago, it was still at the Buy Center. So I don't know how how long ago they moved it over to South and Central, but yeah, I, if I it's been within the last probably six or seven years if i was guessing but i'll tell you and this is not me scolding everybody but i kind of am scolding everybody that's listening or or if you've got a friend that you can talk to but the crowd size there's no restrictions other than you know usd 305 makes you wear a mask in the game right but i'm telling you you're never going to have a girls team like this and the crowd size is shameful to me even the fan even the student base Last week, Lisa took a picture of the student base, and it was like three rows of kids behind the yep. vets. Yep. That's it, the whole school. Yep. And, and I don't, I don't get it. I, I, I'm telling you, if we'd have had a high ranked team when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. I think Lisa can tell you the same thing about her school. The Every kid in the school yep. would be packed in there. You yep. wouldn't even have room for the adults because the kids would be there. But yep. it's a whole different world we live in. Kids just not good to each other. I think sometimes. Well, <laughs> and it's interesting because. You say that, when, and I know it's a rivalry game, so there's a difference there, but when South and Central played against each other at South, first game of the season, yep, they had a pretty Central good had more students there than the couple games I've been to and watched on yep. their own home court. So it's kind of interesting that they obviously felt like they needed to, to you know, get there that morning or that game at the beginning of the season, but not support them now. So, Well, I've even told some of the fans, the older fans, like my friend Byron Norris, you know, and some of them haven't been out to a basketball game. I said, you, you don't want to miss it because it's one of these years that you're not going to see three Division One kids on the same girls' basketball team in, yep. in, in the city of Salina probably for many years to come. Right. And uh, if, you, if you haven't seen them play, it's just a neat thing to go out and watch. Yep. No, I've, uh, I don't have any – connection to central other than i know a few girls here and there that play and uh, i've i've been out to watch a couple of their games and i've never went to central to just watch central play unless south was yeah, there so right. i've made right. it a few times just to to watch them and they are a, a definitely a good team and i i think they're gonna make a pretty good run this year so well and then in the, let's move on to some big 12 basketball of course <laughs> your k-state got a win finally <laughs> and on the same night oklahoma took a loss so I we're both not very good overall. I don't uh, think uh, this is one of those. This is just like when OU and Texas left, and we talked about when we record the podcast. My feelings and my comments would be different one week to the next. Yeah, I will tell you that I feel the same way towards K State, and I know some of you listening to this are going to laugh at me when I say this. I was done with K-State. I'm done with Bruce Weber. 
I'll start with those two statements. <laughs> Join me. I was done with him a long time ago. So <laughs> I, I think, number one, this has to be Weber's last year in Manhattan unless they make the tournament. Yeah. And I would have told right you be a week ago, they ain't happening. I know that K-State's team has had some the worst COVID issues of any of the Big 12 teams. We'll see if it ends up everybody kind of goes in spurts. But K-State had a couple of games where they were down to six players and one coach on the bench. It is my firm belief that had we been at full strength, we would have beaten Texas the first time. We would have beaten OU, and we would have beaten West Virginia. We were just – we had and now the OU game – is questionable because I know OU had some players out there as well that game. Yeah, I don't think Tanner Groves even played. But TCU was another one. We should have won that game, and, and we blew that in the last few minutes. I'm saying all this to say this. This is probably the most talent Bruce Weber's had on a team at K-State since other than the senior year with Stokes and Brown and, and Wade when they went to the – when they won the Big 12 and, and made a run in, in the championship, maybe year one with Pullen and those guys when they – or I don't know if it was year one, year two, when, when they made the Elite Eight run. It's a good – they have good players. They did well in the transfer portal. This is what frustrates the hell out of me with Bruce Weber because he's coached that team to – I think it was an 0-4 start. I'm done. I quit. I'm not watching him. I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> Then they go out when I bet money. I thought Texas Tech minus four and a half was the lock of the year. Yeah. They had just beaten Baylor. They had just beaten KU. They were the hottest team in the country. I, I don't know. I would like to have seen. I didn't watch that game. Did you watch the whole thing? I did not. I, no, I watched I, the I don't know. It, if, but Texas Tech had to have had players out because no, they're the, better than the, that. The catch was the big thing with Texas Tech was because of some COVID things and rescheduling, they ended up having – four games in like eight days because yeah. they had just played KU and Baylor. They just went on the road at Oklahoma State. I believe it was that Thursday night, and then they played Saturday morning in Manhattan. So, But I still thought Texas Tech at minus four and a half was, was the lock of the century. But this is what frustrates me with Weber. Just when you quit, he has one or two of these wins, and I know it's basketball, so they play significantly more games. You have more opportunities, but – he always has these games when you watch, and you're like, this is what I thought this team would be this year. This is how good I thought they could play. I thought they were going to be a good team this year. And then he'll – so then usually after that, they go and lose and bring you back <laughs> down to reality. Should've. But yeah, one right. again last night, so. Yeah. Last night's was a little bit of a surprise to me because um, Texas uh, Texas hammered Oklahoma. at Now is uh, – you're playing at Texas too, aren't you? Yes, it was in Austin. See, and that's the that's a, that's a bigger surprise even. But we went to Austin and lost by uh, 14. Yep. And and at home, I mean, I, the the sport is the one sport that is really different uh, to be at home is college basketball. Yeah. Home court advantage is big. Not when there's only 2,000 people in Manhattan because everybody's done with Bruce Weber. <laughs> Unless you're a Dallas uh, hell, Cowboy. The, the women's team's drawing more fans right now. They actually, really? if you haven't been able to, if you haven't watched them, go watch a women's game at K-State. I mean, they're, 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 they have a chance to make a serious run this year, and they have probably one of the top five players in the country playing for them. She's a junior this year, Ioka Lee. I mean, she is tearing it up. So 
Uh, the Oklahoma girls play tonight. We were, me and Lisa already talked about we was going to sit down and watch them tonight because they have been their girls' team has been putting up lots of points. They're averaging about 80-something a game and shoot the heck out of the threes. And the girl from McPherson has now set the all-time OU record. Yeah, I saw that. Three yep. points. I uh, saw that, yep. I don't even know her name. Can't tell you yeah, her name off the top of my head. But I did she's see that on Twitter. sort of a local girl for this area anyway. And she yep. can shoot the – She. I don't know if she can shoot as good as Aubrey. But <laughs> but she can shoot a little bit. Well, I got one stat I'm going to share, and then I'm going to move on from my K-State rant here. So, yeah, everybody thought, oh, when uh, Wooldridge and Asbury were at K-State, it was bad. This is before the last two games, because I, I wrote this down knowing this podcast was coming up before we won those two games. But not counting the last two wins, the worst – three-year conference game stretch we were we had just ended and Weber was seven and 33 in those uh 40 games yeah Asbury's worst was 13 and 31 so six games better Wooldridge's worst was 14 and 34 so seven games better so that's literally the worst 40 game run in the conference that K-State's had I don't Decades. through those so yeah that's how bad it is i mean they have to it has to be tournament or bust at this point we got to get rid of him and move on so all right i'm done i kind of like right. the oklahoma coach right now that porter monster is yep i don't know and he's the same thing he brought in a lot of transfer portal guys um that transfer portal deal is just gonna be the we've already talked about it last week but it just i, I, don't I mean know how it, you affects, do it. it affects basketball uh, yeah they're, they're to me, I think there should be a one transfer, second transfer you have to set out a year or something. Yeah. I mean, you're you're gonna have kids transferring three and four times. Yeah. And K State, three of their top four it. players right now yep. are transfers this yep. year. So I mean, it's worked out for them. It and oh, for the better. But Oklahoma's best three players the last two years have been the one kid from Wichita State. You know, now that plays for the Lakers. Um, that guard, I don't remember who, yeah. what his name was. But anyway, he's he was our transfer, and now this Tanner Groves and his brother are both transfers, um, and they're the best players we have. So, learn a new team every year, I guess. And then uh, the one kid that we had returning could have returned this year, went to North Carolina. Um, I don't blame him. I just, I mean. Whatever happened to old uh, Mustache Boy? That's him. He went to oh, North Carolina. Oh, he went to yeah, North Carolina. Yeah, he starts for North Carolina. He's had oh, a pretty wow. decent okay. year. Okay. I the one that looks like left. Larry Bird. Yeah, I thought he had yeah. left, but I didn't know. He, he left. There, he so. had been recruited by, you know, your coach, and uh, and whenever he retired last year, he he just he just said I didn't want to play for. I this was my opportunity to go somewhere else. I already gradu right. had already graduated from OU, had another year in North Carolina. Of course, transfer portal gave him an opportunity. He grew up. This kid that we're talking about, um, I'll tell you his name I can't in about think of his ten name. seconds. I can see it. Yeah, anyway, he grew up there in the Oklahoma City area. He said he's never left. He always goes home, gets his clothes washed by his mom. And he goes, I just, as was my last year of college, I just wanted to go live and live by myself. What better place to go than North Carolina? I mean, you go to Charlotte, it'd be awesome. I'd, I'd move out there with him. Brady, Manic. Yeah, Manic. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it, it, I don't know how you do it. I mean, Football, you can get by with it a little bit more because you're talking yep. about 90 guys. Yep. I mean, basketball, where you've got 12 Whole scholarships, new it's <laughs> Whole new team. Whole new team. I year. mean, one or two guys leave, and you're scrambling, and, and, and it changes you. the entire complexity of the of the basketball team. And I can tell you, if you recruit a great freshman, don't get used to him either because he's gone after the first year of the NBA draft. So, 
college basketball's really boy it's changed we think college football changed college basketball's probably changed more than any of it you just like we said last time we were talking on here enjoy the front of your shirt because the back of it's going to change so much yeah. that you won't know yeah what's going on yeah so i mean big big 12 wise obviously i mean i i don't think there's a lot to preview there uh, i think you've got baylor and ku at the top and everybody else yep. i mean i don't I think Tech has the opportunity to be pretty good. Obviously, they showed that beating uh, KU and Baylor, but then you go lose to K State. You never know. But um, I mean, it's it's those two and the and the rest of the, hey, the, of the pack. You go I down guess. the go down the list though, and the bottom the bottom six teams are two and three, two and three, two and four, two and four, two and four, and three and three. That's the bottom of our conference. Yep. Of course, Baylor should be number one at five and one i have no idea how baylor lost at home to oklahoma state that's uh, yeah another one of those head scratchers that you just go you know i know oklahoma state guy does a good job but he doesn't have near the talent that baylor has no. and so yep and and head scratcher and oklahoma state's not going to the tournament this year right this is the yeah year this they is the year they took now. off this this yep. year they got cheated right i still think it's some Oh, it's ridiculous. If you're an Oklahoma State yeah. fan, then you should just be livid yeah. mad. Now, they're not very good, might not have made the tournament. So, what better year than Well, have and that's what – I mean, that was the goal, right, with Cunningham, those guys right. last year was we want to have the opportunity to make a run as as far as we can, so let's delay it. And, and Lost and in one game. Year, so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. There's a lot to – like I said, a lot to preview in the Big 12. It's it's those two teams nope. and the rest of them. And, no, it's – I mean, there's going to be a log jam in the middle and – probably do our usual six or seven teams in the tournament and and uh, yep. we'll have a better picture here probably in a month or so what i do uh, think top to like. bottom we're about as good a league as there is oh in the absolutely country. i don't Just think there's a better one from top to bottom i mean i think i mean i think there's some leagues that maybe have some teams at the top that are just as good yeah but there's not teams that have that those bottom yep. teams are as good as is what's going to end up being the bottom it reminds me of the, the good old big eight days whenever we used oh, yeah. to own the world yep um that was some of the funnest basketball, and we would have only been – you would have been young. I would have been – I would have probably been high schoolish and a little bit out of high school whenever um, No, you guys like Larry Brown were at yeah. KU, Billy Tubbs, Billy. Norm Stewart. Yeah, Johnny Ord. Johnny Ord, Iowa State. Lon Kruger was at K-State. Uh, the, yeah. the Oklahoma uh, – Coach Sutton yeah. was at Oklahoma State. Yeah. Just a lot of neat, cool yeah. coaches. Uh and uh, a lot of talent, and a lot of guys went to the NBA out of all those places. But, who know, was at K State during that run? Long Kruger. Yep. Oh, who, was and there then, somebody that played? F- was just before Long Kruger that was good? Uh, Jack Hartman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Hartman and, and Kruger, and and then towards the end of the Big Eight, there with uh, those were the Wooldridge and well, I guess Altman was there for a couple of years. But you know, it, it's funny you think about. Well, I think we've talked about this before in this podcast, but those original eight Big Twelve teams. I'm trying to think who was at Colorado. I remember Ricardo Patton being there for a while, but I think that was later. I don't. When we're talking about those teams, I mean, I can name off the seven coaches. From yeah, those I can't teams. remember Colorado I can't at remember all. Colorado's coach, and I know they weren't. Did they even great, have basketball? Yeah, yeah. So they were pretty good at football at that time. So yeah, I mean, that's what I can remember. You know, uh, all those other coaches, I just cannot remember. Uh, I can't remember Colorado's coach, so I have to look that one up. That Billy Tubbs was quite a character oh, in oklahoma billy. he was i you know what i really kids today don't know i mean like uh my nephew cole Payne, he's saying 
how, how did they really score 160 points? How did they average 120? How did they score 180 in one night one, playing Loyola Marymount? And Loyola Marymount had 150, something like that, like a 320-point game. I don't know what the difference is. I mean, they've had three-pointers just like they have three-pointers now. Nobody puts it up and scores the way those guys used yeah. to score. It's just it's unbelievable the way they used to score. And that offense went away for some reason. It's sort of an NBA offense, so I don't know why a – very many colleges don't run it, but they don't. They didn't. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get how. I, I honestly can look back and think, can you imagine having 90 at half? Yeah. Uh, can you a, imagine having I mean, near close in on 100? Yeah, yeah, it's just unbelievable the way those guys used to score. Fun, fun times. Yeah, it's uh, it's it was a different game back then. I mean, you always had coaches getting technicals, and um, I mean, it – I love those those old days <laughs> watching those. I mean, we've had the conversation about Billy Tubbs before when he passed away when we were doing the the podcast and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I, uh, Billy said, "No matter how bad the refs are, don't be throwing stuff on the court." Boom! <laughs> Boom! See, teed uh, him up. Speaking of that, I saw a I saw a technical foul at a middle school basketball game. Really, last night. on a kid or a coach? On a kid. Oh so, my goodness! Uh, South Middle played Mays last night, and B team game for the for the eighth grade uh, boys were was first. <laughs> so it was halftime of the B team game. Both teams were in the locker room. The the A team players, you know, the five or so that are on A team, were out warming up, and Mays was trying to dunk the ball in oh, middle really? school. They were getting the rim. They weren't dunking huh. it. and uh, Teed him uh, up. Yep. The referee came out there, and boom. So, beginning of the second half, South got to shoot a couple free oh throws. Oh, my goodness. But, uh, we saw, I saw that. Eighth grade, if you I, can dunk, let them dunk. Oh, it was – I mean, they were they were getting the rim. They they Their hands weren't quite big enough to hold that yeah. ball, you know, or, or they probably could have done it. So, <laughs> Well, hey, football playoffs going on right now. Chiefs are still in it. Um you think they'll Big go? Game. I think, think this is the game. I I think this will be yep. their most difficult game. I, I think they got to win this one. Buffalo is definitely uh, really good on a roll right now, but they're so up and down. Yep. You never know. But, but I, the Chiefs are probably wishing that they would have done a better job in the regular season, and not have to go to Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the weather's going to be like in Buffalo, but it's generally it's not good. <laughs> generally not good. Um, I don't guess I'm going to say it's shocking, but disappointing to me was the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I, mean, I just can't believe. Well. Yeah, they're playing well. And I, and I said on Twitter, whoever called that play at the end of the game should be fired on the spot. I get the idea behind it. I'm not saying it was a bad play call necessarily if you can execute it. He ran way too far, killed yep. way too much time, got way too far downfield for everybody to get lined up, and no way you're going to execute that with the amount of time left when nope. you burn that much. That was time, a terrible so. call. Hey, he's a pro that he's one of the three quarterbacks in the NFL that makes over forty million dollars. Mm -hmm. He needs to know better than that. Yeah, he's, that's that's on I think him. He's way over. I don't. Oh, think he's, he's so good overpaid. His... Who do you think is better, Josh Allen, uh, Mahomes? Um, I mean, I can go right on down the list. Kyler Murray. You can go right down the list. Aaron Rodgers. He's not in the top six no. or seven quarterbacks. I, I guess it's just Dallas's money makes him make yeah. forty million, and the pressure. Oh, you got to get the quarterback signed. I think you go find somebody as good as Dak Prescott. Well, no, no it, question. And I, and I tell you this: I, I was reading a deal about this today, and I I didn't catch. We were playing uh, volleyball in Lawrence this weekend, so I didn't catch much of the game. I caught the very end of it when we got home. But 
Troy Aikman had made a comment, and I 100% agree after going back and watching some of the clips and stuff from the game. CeeDee Lamb is probably one of the top 10 receivers in the league right now. I think he's going to be a hell of a player for a long time. If you watch that game, they had single coverage on him almost the entire game. And Dallas rarely threw to him. You got one of the best players on the field with single coverage. Throw the ball to that guy. He's going to, more times than not, he's going to win that battle in single coverage yep. when they're doing that. And and this is not the first time it's happened. And if year. they're just running single coverage on C.D. Lamb, then somebody sees something that they're not looking oh. at him yeah, the way they're absolutely. supposed to look at him. Yeah, absolutely. Look, look at the other guy. Anytime you see uh, Mahomes in trouble, what's he do? He's got a Kelsey to go to almost every yeah. time. Now, the Cowboys is the one weakness, I think, because I think the Cowboys' offensive line's good. Their wide receivers are some of the better in the NFL. Ezekiel Elliott's good running back, all that. They don't have a Mark Andrews, no. Travis Kelsey. They they need that. But, I mean, that's everybody would like to have one of those. But yeah. um, outside, I just, I, they're a better team than San Francisco 49ers, and they, sh- and they were playing at home. Yeah. Which you at home yeah. for Dallas means absolutely zero. Yeah, just it just it's like the Raiders are going to be though too. I mean, yep. When you have if you you know those NFL fans like to travel to one game a year, where are you going to go? I mean, Dallas is a great place to go. Las Vegas, you know those Chiefs. Yep. It's every year that Las Vegas plays a game, they're never going to have a home crowd. Yep. Because they're going to sell the tickets to the visiting fans yep. that are there for the trip. So hey, I got an interesting stat for you. Okay. I, I, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers earlier, and I do think – I mean, he's getting up there, obviously, but I think he doesn't get credit for being as good of a quarterback as he as he has been in his career. He's not got the dynamic personality Correct. is what his Correct. problem is. Yeah. He's sort of a yeah. liberal, family-hating dude. He doesn't, uh, <laughs> he doesn't market himself. But. No. So it's I saw this stat. This is interesting. Aaron Rodgers has four interceptions on the year this year on – 513 pass attempts. If he doesn't throw another pick this season, which he's, he may, but if he doesn't, it would be the third time in his career he's thrown over 500 passes in a season with four or fewer interceptions. That is unbelievable. To give you an idea, no other quarterback has ever done it in the history of the NFL. <laughs> ever. Ever. <laughs> And he can do it for a, for a uh, third time this year. And he did it with Mike McCarthy as his coach, same guy yeah. that Dak Prescott has. Yeah, um, McCarthy gone, um, and Rogers with a new coach. Which I, you know, they they drafted that Love kid, which right. got them all, got him all in a tissy. And he, I mean, everybody knows you're the best. It's he just he's got an ego that's oversized. I've read things about he's alienated his whole family. He's he's just kind of a weird dude. Yeah. But boy, what a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> but but he's I, I haven't read that much about him and I'm not I don't pick up news about the Packers, but every time I hear a little something about him, I'll think he's an odd duck. So what's your Super Bowl prediction right now? Who do you think two teams? I like Tampa and Buffalo. <laughs> I I like I want the Chiefs to be there obviously but I'm with you on the Buffalo side I think that uh, I think Buffalo is is gonna take it to the Chiefs this weekend and get that win I don't know man Tampa or Green Bay I'm going back and forth um, I I really wish I would take I would probably say you can't go against Tom Brady ever 
I can't go the same as you, so I'm going to go Green Bay, Buffalo. Green so Bay, I Buffalo. I can't match both sides. So we've just pissed off all the Kansas City <laughs> Chief fans. Hey, I want I want I, everybody to know I will be rooting for the Chiefs. Yeah, I want I the Chiefs I'm to wrong. win as well because, uh, hey, the Chiefs is – the Chiefs um, – center got screwed this year he can turns out rated the number one offensive lineman in uh you know the number one center in the nfl never number one this number all kinds of stats for him and uh he doesn't make all pro you think that's because he's a rookie phil only knows this because he's a no you guy yeah and he was uh he was uh he he's was never our, cared about a center before <laughs> but he's our offensive lineman of the decade down yeah. there and he should have made all pro um, well, there's three line, four linemen if you count Blake Bell as a as a um, kind of a blocking tight end. Yeah, I mean, kind of a blocking tight end. Him, but yeah. then then James Winchester's a long snapper. Creed Humphrey is the center, and um, Zeus, uh, the the one whose dad played in the NFL, the big guy, the right guard. He's yeah. They call him Zeus. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, that's four linemen for the Chiefs. So, of course, I'm going to root for the Chiefs. <laughs> I just wish they would have kept Williams at running back. Williams went – They, I guess they let him go last year, yeah. and he's down in Miami now. But it would have been nice to have both Daryl Williams is there, both guys. It had been a pretty good one-two punch. The only problem I don't I have with the Kansas City is I hate Tyreek Hill. Not a very big Tyreek Hill fan. I struggle with that fan. one, you know. Um, I just go all the way back to his college yeah. days. The day that he threw that woman down the flight of stairs while she's pregnant, that just puts me out on a lot of guys. Yeah. Right there. No, I'm with you. I, I, I struggle with that one as well. It's, uh, you know, I, I, I think that people should get a second chance, but I think he got about seven. He's had several chances. Yeah. So, do you know the other team that I liked and thought looked really good this week was the Cincinnati bunch? Yeah, and I think they're going to be good two to three years Correct. from now. They're going to be really they're good. No, they're not yeah. quite there, but. Boy, you talk about the tools. I didn't know that wide receiver, Jamar Chase, was that good. He's unbelievable good. Yeah. And, uh, of course, they got a woman puncher, too, on their team, Joe Mixon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they, they're he gonna, just did they're, it once, though, right? He just he did it as a freshman, first week right. on campus ever, got right. called the N-word and popped her. Yeah. So, um, so not saying it's a little, right. No, a little different once, situation. <laughs> so. Well, hey, any politics you want to get into? You got anything on, on the pol political front? Did you know I just I get frustrated that a year ago at this time, if we went into Walmart, Dillon's, anywhere else, there's going to be, you know, you're wearing a mask no matter what. You know, yeah. The outbreak in Salina today is worse than it's ever been. I mean, it's just me in the employment business, I get to hear all these places. There are places all over town that are missing percentages of people, multiple people weekly um, out with the coronavirus. And then I personally have known multiple people myself that's had it over the past couple of weeks oh, but we're not doing anything different right i don't know why this nothing's changed or anything but here we get joe biden every person that i know and i know about six people personally in the last week who've had coronavirus um every one of them has been vaccinated mm -hmm. and and the booster and everything every single one of them joe biden goes on the tv last the day before the supreme court Threw his thing out, you know, about yeah. getting the. That's what that was one going to be one of the worst choices by administration in the history of the history of the world. I would say it's a horrible choice. What the thing was that got thrown out of the Supreme Court by the Supreme Court was he said they overstepped his boundaries. Was every employer in America right, has over a hundred people mandatory right. testing weekly, 
would have affected over 80 million Americans. We can't even hardly find a test kit in Salina, Kansas. Our hospitals are already overrun by people, and now you're going to have 80 million more weekly having to come to the clinics and places to be tested? First of all, w- the logistics of it, it would have never happened. Yeah. It would have been the most ridiculous shit show there ever was. And uh, But he went on TV and said that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Yeah. And, and I go, all the time. my God, bud, everybody I know that has had it is vaccinated. Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I have not struggled. I'm 40. I will be 44 in a month and a half. Yeah. I have not struggled with a decision in my life like this one as far as the vaccine goes. Yeah. I... I guess, fortunately for for me, I haven't been through a lot of crazy stuff to to be able to say that this is the hardest decision. Yeah. I get it. I wanted to get vaccinated. I I think about it all the time because my big thing is, obviously, I know that I'm more likely to have complications without the vaccine than with the vaccine. I want to do my part. I want to make sure that I don't want to take up a hotel bed for somebody who needs that bed when I potentially could have avoided that. Yeah. I get that. That's my reasons for considering it. And I'm seriously considering it for the first time ever um, since this all started. But then as I sit there and think about it, I, I don't know what to believe anymore, to be honest with you. Every time you, you look, people are saying something different. Like I, I can show you clips of, of people like Rachel Maddow on that supposedly is the is the most bipartisan and and knowledgeable and all that reporter there is. Yeah. Still saying that people will not get covid if they have a vaccine, which if you're arguing with me about it and that's your first comment, I'm yep. not going to believe anything else you say. Yep. I'm not an anti-vaccinated person. I'm not against vaccinations at all. I feel like if if it was such a big deal and it worked so well, you wouldn't have to require to get one. People would be getting in line to get right, one. Right, if you knew it worked that well. Correct. But it's like I just got through telling but you. I, I want to <laughs> play a clip for you. This is Anthony Fauci a little less than a year ago. I want you to hear this. This is the guy we're supposed to be listening to. This were, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, and it was for any vaccine that we wanted to make. You would say a vaccine from the time you start to the time it's approved to be safe and effective is several years, five, six, seven years. That's unacceptable for now. So what happened is that as soon as we got the sequence of the virus from the Chinese, we pulled it out of the public database and stuck the gene into a vaccine platform and worked on it literally within a day of when it came out. That makes sense. Technology, everything right now. We got the sequence, started working on it immediately. It's going to be quicker to market than we have in the past. I'm going to listen to the second half. 65 days later, namely two days ago, we gave the first injection to a normal volunteer for a phase one trial to see if it's safe. That's the fastest that's ever been done. That's the good news. 
the challenging news is that even at that rocket speed, it's going to take a few months to show that the initial safety is okay. Then you go into a phase two trial, which instead of involving 45 people, which we have in the phase one trial, it involves hundreds, if not thousands of people. That will take another six to eight months to even know if it works. So at the fastest we can go, it's going to take a year to a year and a half to know if we have a vaccine that we can use. There's another. So it goes on a little bit longer than that, but a year and a half at the fastest pace they could possibly go. And they had it rolling out and telling you it was safe within three months, four months at, yeah. at, at the beginning. They give you the shot. Then they tell you, you got to get another shot. Now you got to get a third shot. Like when does this end? Right. And 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 I'm not I'm not trying to spread rumors. I'm not trying to spread lies. I'm just saying that to me, it just I don't, I don't even know how to put it into words. Like it it's just concerning to me that this is the guy we're supposed to be listening. This is the guy that's on the news every day. And he just told you the fastest he's going right. to get it to know that it's safe is year to year and a half. Which was how long ago? Roughly a year yeah. ago. We're getting closer to that. Yeah. 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 But you know, they rolled it out within three months, and and uh, you know, you know, one of the one of the things is people say, well, no vaccine is a hundred percent. That's that's their rebuttal now. When you ask them, you had to get one, you got two, now you got to get a booster. What other current vaccines do you know of other than COVID? that actually lets you get the disease and spread it after you get the vaccine <laughs> and have to go back every year and get more or every six months and get more boosters and boosters. Right. I've, I've never had I my mean, second polio got, shot like or the my measles, booster polio. polio, all that stuff that, that yeah. they have created vaccines for when you get the vaccine, you get the vaccine so that you don't get that, that virus or that disease moving forward. Right. No other vaccine that, and there probably is some, but no other of these common vaccines that people get allow you to contract the virus and spread the virus after you get vaccinated. Yep. I don't know. I, I just feel like I'm going to give you an example. I heard this watching a Duke basketball game the other day. So Duke crams Cameron Indoor Stadium to the rafters during a basketball game in early January. Yep. No masks, no no proof of vaccination, nothing. Just come in here and watch basketball. I am not kidding you when I tell you Duke decided in early January to delay going back to classes for two weeks because they deemed it unsafe for the students to go back to school. But, <laughs> but yet not at they the all packed court. them in the basketball. Like we are, we've gotten to be so stupid as a as a people. Yep. It's just ridiculous. Common sense is gone. The 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 things that are oxymorons that happen all the time. Of you know, even last year when we was talking about during basketball season, uh, all the fans and uh, even today, the girls go back and sit on the bench and put a mask on to sit on the bench, take the mask out and go out there and bang against everybody and the team, yeah. the people they don't even know, all that kind of stuff. There's there's no common sense in it whatsoever. But and I got one other comment on from a political standpoint and then I'm going to um we'll move on to something else but you know AOC obviously has been is she's vocal about everything but uh she's really really pushing for mask mandates in in their home state and and I, this was a few weeks ago but a few weekends ago she was at a party some brunch thing I I saw pictures of it completely cram packed with people 
Nobody wearing a mask in the entire, in all of the pictures. So, of course, people want to point out the hypocrisy in her pushing for mask mandates and, and closing businesses, but then going to parties without masks. <laughs> her response on social media to people questioning it was this. If Republicans are mad they can't date me, they can just say that instead of projecting their sexual frustration onto my boyfriend's feet. That was her response. That's who people elect. But anything she says is, is um, I, I can't understand how people like her have become elected. And she's not the only one up there. That's There's two or three that oh. are like her that are just, just total crazy. whack jobs. Oh, yeah. Not saying that sometimes ours isn't too, but... Yep. But they they're just well, whack jobs. Well, now you got the now you got the uh, the quarantine, right? So it, it used to be ten days. So if you had symptoms or you you tested positive, you had a quarantine for ten days. That was how long they deemed you to be unsafe to others, to be around others. Then all of a sudden, overnight, it changes to five days. Yeah, it's five so days. It's five days. And guess what? The five days is you could still be positive for coronavirus, but as long as you're not showing any any signs of it. You can come back to work with a mask on, even if you're still positive for right. it. Carrying it around. Right. And, and I get Omicron right now is obviously less lethal and, and all that. They say more contagious, less lethal, less hospitalizations because the symptoms aren't that bad. I literally just read an article yesterday. It was titled, Why Omicron is More Likely to Kill Americans. For a week, you've been pushing down my throat that it's not lethal and that it's, it's so much better. And then you go online to a reputable news source, you would think, and it's talking about how it's killing more Americans than the other variants did. Yeah. Again, who do you believe? I don't even know where to go. I, I don't know. I had one other thing, and this just has something to do with the government. But over in Ar over in uh, Colorado, a guy uh, come over the hills, brakes went out. Uh, have you seen this story? Uh-uh. Come, come over the mountains, and his brakes went out. Well, he could not get stopped or whatever. Goes to the bottom of the mountain and ends up running into several cars. That's They're all down there in a traffic, you know, tra big, just a big thing. It evidently kills four, five, six people, something like that. So it's a really horrible thing. Right. Well, he gets charged with vehicular manslaughter. There's nothing he could do. He's, he's like, so anyway, the truckers are, have now said they're boycotting Colorado. But anyway, they... They sentenced him to like 114 years in prison. Each one of the, each t thing was like 15 years, and each death was added onto when that one ends, the next one starts. Whatever, the judge himself even said, "This is the way the law is written. I wish that I didn't have to give you this. I hate that I have to give you this." Um, you guys will have to look it up. Just Google the story. He just got he just got sentenced right before Christmas, and they said that everybody's over there trying to tell the governor. You've got to pardon this guy. The guy got up crying in court and says, I've never hurt a person in my life. I've n the brakes went out. I mean, literally, the brakes right. went out. Right. And, and I'm just a truck driver, whatever. Um, some said that he could have slid off into one of those emergency things. And he goes, the, what, when it happened, you didn't know the brakes were out until it right. was too late to the point of. And, of course, he felt as horrible about people. And what do you do? I mean, what do you I'm not going to say if it was my brother that got killed in it that I wouldn't be upset about it, but accidents happen in this world sometimes. But our laws written right. that are supposed to be this unflexible, you know, 15 years ago, or hell, five years ago, you could get a life in prison in Oklahoma if you had two pounds of marijuana. You'd go to prison the rest of your life. 
Now the state makes money <laughs> off of it. Yeah. I mean, these are these stupid things yeah. that we do. This poor guy over here, if anybody wants to get on there, there's on the story. I wish I had his name at the top of my head, but uh, but he, uh, they're trying to push for the governor to pardon him, or pardon him lessen his sentences sentence, completely. Right. And uh, and the truck drivers are saying we're not driving through the state of Colorado. If this you know if this is what we're going to get for driving through Colorado, it could happen to any of us. Right. Um, so anyway, that's another one of my little frustrations at our government because they pretend like oh well the judge says I can't do what the law says. Well then change the damn right. thing. It's ridiculous. Yep. Well, we were talking earlier about the temperature and we got spring and summer coming up and. Oh, we haven't even had winter yet. Oh, we're just getting started. It's coming. It's only going to be <laughs> a couple like months. It's like 90 days. So. We'll be back to normal, hopefully. So uh, let's talk a little barbecue. We haven't talked food in a while. I got some some kind of tips and, and hints and things I've learned through the course of the year. But uh, Are you a big smoker? You I'm like smoking? So I used to do it quite a bit. Then I stopped, and now I've, I've started doing it again just because – I can do a, a pretty good quanti- quantity of meat. Right. S- vacuum seal it and freeze it and use it through the course yep. of the year. So, um, you know, I mean, pork butt and brisket and stuff like that, It for what you get, it's a pretty good deal. If you know what you're doing, you don't have to throw it out. So well, I was blessed growing up with a cousin that had built his own big trailer smokers and pulled them to every family function we had. Um, still to this day, he pulls it to everything. And he is the greatest, fresh, you know, slow cook. He loves to set up all night long, watch it and check it and everything. Best ribs in the world. So, me, I never did do it. Yep. I sat and watched him do it and drank beer while he was doing it. <laughs> so, you're not and, a smoker. So I, but I would like to be. That's the thing. That's what okay. I was saying. If I, could, if I could figure out how to do it better, um, I just don't ever do it. And, and Mark, uh, my friend Mark McDaniel down at McPherson, he does quite a bit of it. But he'll, he does a lot of um, – Whole porks, you know, yep. that kind of stuff. Yep. He doesn't do a lot of ribs or anything, but his it's it's always awesome. Yeah, every no, time he can, does. I mean, it. pork pulled pork is very forgiving. A couple pork butts will cost you. Well, I don't know now with inflation. It used to cost you fifty bucks at Sam's. Meat is so meat. incredibly high it's right now. It's Getting ridiculous. You go, go down so. to and when I've always still brag on these people, the Smoky Hill meats down there. But man, you go in there and look at the prices and go, ugh. Yep. I mean, just to eat a, a couple of nice steaks, it's. Yeah, Very expensive, for sure. So, so a, a couple of of tricks. We'll get to some restaurants and stuff here in a second. But a, a couple of things that I've learned over the years that if you're just kind of starting out or you don't do this, give it, a, give these things a try and and tell me, tell us what you think. What are you talking about now? So, some, yeah, on, yeah, on ribs. Yeah, uh, or brisket, briskets and ribs. Okay, like that. Yep. So number one, take that meat out of the fridge an hour or two before you put it on the smoker. I know people freak out about bacteria and all that kind of stuff. We used to have food sitting out on the table all day, you know, overnight. None of us ever died from it. Yeah. It's fine. Get over it. You're <laughs> going to cook it. But it's going to, number one, it's going to shave some time off your cook because the meat's going to be uh, not as cold. Um, and uh, number two, it's going to help you keep that meat as moist as possible. So that's number one that I always tell people is just make sure that you, uh, you get that out early. The other thing that I always tell people on the flip side of it at the end of the cook is you have to let the meat rest. Do not, and this doesn't steak, anything, do not take it off of the grill or the smoker and immediately cut into it. Uh, Pork, I let sit for at least an hour before I start shredding it. Brisket, at least an hour as well. I usually do a little bit more. It's 
wrapped up. Yep. Put it in a cooler. It's going to stay warm for hours, but it just lets those juices kind of relax a little bit and get back in uh, into the meat, and it won't be near as dry if you let it rust. Uh, <laughs> this one is one that um, if you go to competition barbecues, this is a big no-no, but none of us are doing competition barbecues, so it's fine. They call it the Texas Crutch. So that's when you take your meat and you wrap it up because all these meats, they hit what's called the stall. So they're going to hit about 160 degrees. You watch that thermometer. It goes up, 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 and then it just stops. And people are like, what am I doing wrong? What's going on? Why is the temperature not going up? It's hit that stall where the collagen's breaking down. Everything's getting really happy at that point. Those purists will tell you you don't wrap it. You keep that thing on the grill, but just wrap it. It helps get through the stall. It helps keep it moist. You can throw it back on the grill for a little bit to help the bark if it gets a, gets a little too moist. Just none of us are doing competition. We're You're trying to make food that tastes good. Right. Do it. I promise you it's going to help you. Um, pork, brine it if possible. That's ribs, you know, pulled pork. Uh, if you're doing chicken, turkey, things like that. Um, I usually go about a half teaspoon or so of, of salt per pound of meat. Mix it in with some water. Dump it in there. Overnight's always best. Brine it if you can. Pork, chicken, turkey, anything like that. Um, and then the other one that I would say is you have to cook it to the right temperature. So that's the other key yep. thing. And people get a little concerned about this. Brisket, if you do enough of them, you can kind of tell by feel, but about 195 to 200 degrees is good. People think you think red meat. That's way too hot, way too dry. It's going to dry out. The yeah. brisket has a lot of fat. It can do it. And then about 205 or so is usually where I pull the pork off of the grill. So don't be afraid to let it get that hot. I when it's, it's 205 in the center, when you poke in your... Yeah, without hitting a bone. You don't want yeah. to, because, you, you know, those those pork butts have a little shoulder yeah. bone in there. Don't hit the bone, because the bone will register hotter than the meat. Yeah. But, yeah it's, uh, I promise you, it's not too hot. It'll be fine. Any any of those that you've heard, haven't heard? Anything I didn't explain? There? Nope. Okay. Nope. I I would tell you then the just the smoking part of it. I the I see how people and I have my cousin and season the things mm-hmm. you know beforehand. Um, what is one of your favorite ways of doing the seasoning the say say just a pork loin? Uh, I go back and forth. I try all kinds of different stuff. I do have a really good pork rub. That uh, it's not mine. It's uh, I don't know if anybody's heard. His name is Chris Lilly. He won like the all kinds of competitions for about six, seven years in a row. He had the best pulled pork and his recipes online all over the place. There's a there's a pork rub that's got all kinds of stuff: brown sugar, salt, garlic, yeah. onion powder, paprika, cayenne. So I make a big jar of that because that's good on pork loins. That's good on ribs that's good on on pulled pork um i even like to when i pull the pork take some of that rub and and when i got it in a big tray yeah after i pulled it take some of that rub and sprinkle it on there just kind of mix it up because you've already got the flavor on the bark from from that stuff so um the one thing i would say is temperature control is key um you know they have this saying if you if you're looking you ain't cooking yeah um the best thing you can do is keep that temperature control going and make sure your grill's clean. Um, 
You want white smoke? If you start getting that really dark, thick, black smoke, that means grease or something's burning in there, and it's going to give you some off flavors. So the uh, best thing you can do is just keep it clean. I mean, you, it's going to be seasoned. You're going to have stuff in there. But, like, for pellet grills, like, which is what I use now, yeah. you got that drip tray that everything drips and kind of goes down the grease bucket. But sometimes that grease kind of sits and – collects on the on the drip tray a little bit it can get warped when you do high temperature things like that so just uh if you were to go clean. out to eat someplace that who 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 everybody in their mind has heard of um kansas city barbecue mm-hmm. are you a big fan of kansas city barbecue let's just say like um, arthur bryant's gates those places I, well there's others, I, but yeah, this. I mean, Kansas City Joe's. So let's talk restaurants. Kansas City yep. Joe's used to be Oklahoma Joe's yep. all over the place. They had a little falling out, but that's my favorite barbecue restaurant. No question about it. Do they love the burn in? Do they do the um, here's what I don't like about Arthur Bryant's. They put the, all that sauce all on the top sauce. of it. I agree hundred percent. And I do not. That's I, why I hesitate. Yeah. Gates does the same thing. Yep. And I, I don't like the liquid sauce i want a dry rub sauce that's my favorite barbecue ever has always been similar to what maybe the hickory hut does they they make a pretty good but see they do the same thing they drown everything in sauce when like you get the brisket they chop it up you get the pork they and then they just pour drench it in sauce yeah i'd rather just have the meat and let me taste the wood and the smoke and that kind of stuff let me add my own sauce how much i want right kind of sauce i want to add to it I, I don't mind, uh, you know, the Kansas City obviously is known for the more, like the KC Masterpiece, more molasses, right. it's thicker. Just, hey, you're, you're. But Arthur Bryant's has the vinegar-based sauce, which I actually, I go back and forth. I used to love Arthur Bryant's sauce. Now I find myself more on the KC Masterpiece side. But uh, sometimes I just want that Carolina. Well, the vinegar's, the vinegar sauce is not as sticky and. Yep. It, I, okay, if I can't eat it driving down the road, I don't want it. Yeah. And you cannot eat Arthur Bryant's as no. a to-go driving from Kansas. Because sometimes we'll be driving through there, and you know the one on the other side of Kansas City, sort of out towards, I think that might be Arthur Bryant's. That's just on, over, oh, on past downtown and then just off the interstate, a little bit south. I think that's that's the one that uh, I've stopped at a couple times. And, and I'll go to Gates on the street from between – um, let's say it would be south of Crown Center, maybe yep. half a mile south yep. of Crown Center. That that's the one probably my least favorite because it's whenever you walk in they start screaming oh, at yeah. you. If yeah. you've never been there before, I mean, and they're not even kind about it. They're just may I help you, please? Get like, up here! Like, like, just, I can't even see. The I haven't menu. even seen the menu yeah. yet. I can't see it from here. So, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you another one for, and if you're live down in Oklahoma. I'm sure you've probably heard of this one too, but Burn Co. And there's a couple locations in Tulsa. I love that place. Burn Co. Burn. B-U-R-N. Burn Company. Burn Co. Let's see. Yeah. They're only open for lunch. Yeah, I don't know them. Um, there's one downtown Tulsa, and then there's one out, uh, oh, out kind of south by Oral Roberts um, and Jinx. Do they, do they, uh, only lunch? Yep. So do when you get there, do you smell the cooking? I mean, oh, they start so cooking good. at six in the morning they or something. They do, and when it's out, it's out. If you don't get there by eleven thirty or so, you ain't yep. getting ribs that day. Um, one, I like them like that. The one right thing there. that's really popular in Oklahoma, and I've been trying, I've been doing more of this at home, is that smoked bologna. Billy Sims is yep. the first one I had. 
Um, I talked to a lot of people at, that go to OU games that tailgate, and that's what they do is yep. they smoke bologna. My cousin so, always smoked two or three big bolognas because yep. everybody loves it. Yeah, I do. I love it. That's, yep. I Every barbecue restaurant I go to that has it, I have to try. Yep. I love it that much. I like it. Big, thick pieces cut out of it. And believe me, it doesn't taste like bologna. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's rubbed, smoked. Yeah. Um, so... I'd see Mark used to, when I'd go down to his place, he would inject stuff into his mm -hmm. uh, cherry Dr. Pepper even, you know, yep. just inject all kinds of things inside his pork. And of course, I, like I said, I've never smoked before, so I might buy a smoker this for this summer. And Yep, I inject, when I do pulled pork and brisket, I inject them both. And, and brisket, I typically just get some beef broth. You know, kind of salty. Yeah. Um, inject that in there a little bit all over the place. And then uh, if I'm doing pulled pork, I usually do that. Chris Lilly, he's got a he's got a recipe for for his pulled pork. But it's usually a combination of apple juice, uh, maybe some soy sauce in there, maybe a little bit of uh, like apple cider vinegar or something yeah. like that. But uh, yeah, I inject both that's, of them. That's so. kind of the Georgia barbecue. It's got more of the vinegar and yep. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And. Just For me in Oklahoma, in I feel like it's more of the dry rub. Almost everybody does a dry rub type stuff. Oklahoma is kind of a mix because you yep. go down to Tulsa. Or I'm sorry, not Tulsa. You go down to Texas, and brisket's obviously big yep. there, and it's salt and pepper. Yep. And that's it. No sauce, no injection, no nothing. It's salt and pepper on and the And meat. Then you got the Kansas City who does. Liquids it up. Lot. So you got Oklahoma's kind of in the middle there yep. where it kind of gets the, the best of both worlds. Well, my favorite uh, barbecue place growing up, and I, to this day, if I ever go back to Ada, I always think, God, I wish that place was still. They, he's probably been closed about 15 years, probably called Bob's Barbecue. And I think I've talked about it on this podcast before, and anybody down there that's ever ate at Bob's would remember. It was basically barbecue. Those cool green hand cut green beans and brown beans, uh, hand cut French fries and brown beans. That's your whole plate, and we thought it was a delicacy, mm -hmm. cheapest, raunchiest, the best. I, I still to this day have not found ribs as good as what Bob's used to make them, and it must have been what his own hand rubbed recipe yep. was. And, yep, and uh, and he probably had to. I, I love the guy. He sat at the register. He probably weighed about 400 pounds, and he sat at mm -hmm. the cash register, and he's the only one that took money. Sat there in this great big chair all night long, and as you as you left, and we used to think as a great deal when I was about eight years old, you could pick grape or green chewing bubble gum, you know, free when you leave. <laughs> grape or – boy, we didn't have any grape or sour green apple bubble gum, but he gave every kid to come through there a free piece of it. But I, I to this day, I think, man – I've looked at all these barbecue places. I've not found one like that mm -hmm. since or before. I do kind of like the Hickory Huts. Theirs is pretty good. I, I do, and yeah, I was I was dogging them a little bit on the sauce. I do like it. It's good. Yeah, um, it's it's the best we have in town. I mean, yep. uh, Hog Wild's horrible. Um, I don't. And you know what? Sometimes you don't. You feel like you get home. You got all bones. Oh, their ribs are the worst They're, ribs I've ever gotten at a. At I a actually ate some. Uh, Lisa got me some to go there. They're not from. I can't tell you. It had uh, to have been Applebee's. I'll get, I'll get, I'll get uh, their um, baked potato that they do at Hog Wild. Yeah, I like it. Butter, it's cheese, good. onions, bacon. I just loaded up whole pork. But yep. um, as far as like getting their sandwiches or their meats or you know just eating meat, it's it's 
not good. No, so, nope. A couple of places I'll, I'll throw out there. Um, you know, Franklin's, um, Aaron Franklin and down in Austin is obviously really popular, gotten really popular the last 10 years. Well, you got to get in line early, you know, only for lunch. But a place I ran into um, on, a, on a TV show that I want to go to, and I was going to go to it when I thought it was Oklahoma, then when I realized where it was, that was a little far for a weekend trip for some barbecue, was – it's called Snow's Barbecue in Lexington, Kentucky. They're only open on Saturdays. You was hoping it's in Lexington, Oklahoma. Well, I just yeah, I thought it was just <laughs> south of Oklahoma City, yeah, and yeah. started. I talked to Todd about going. Looked at a map, like, yep, oh, nope, that's a, a long ways away. But uh, <laughs> go check that one out. It's only open on Saturdays. It, uh, you know, they serve it till it's gone. Um, people get in line. They play all kinds of games. They do contests, and if you win, you can like skip the line and. He serves beer out there while you're waiting in line. But the 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 uh, pit master is this old lady who mows the high school football field during the week and does maintenance stuff. No thermometers or anything. She just holds her hand over the pit. She knows the temperature. Lovely. She can touch the meat and know when it's ready to go. It's a really, really cool, interesting place. So now tell me where that's at out. again. Lexington, Texas. Lexington, Texas. So that's okay. Kind of southeast of Austin, a little ways. So, now, you know, our friend Richie Waltman, he always gripes these guys up here and says, "You guys didn't ever get real, real barbecue." And he's talking about you said a minute ago the burnt ends. Yep. Down in Texas, they love those burnt yep. ends, and if you get some good ones, and you can't find them here, there's you know the ones that are so, just so what's your, unbelievable. What's your favorite side dish you've had with barbecue at a place before? Well, goes right back to what I've probably said multiple times. There's been some coleslaws that I love. Yep. There's it, usually if I'll if I can have French fries and coleslaw, that would be my yep bar, yeah, barbecue we did talk meal. About coleslaw, that's right. The coleslaw, and you know what? Not all coleslaw is the same. No, no. But I I no. like a coleslaw that's just not so covered in mayonnaise and everything is that you you know and. Yep. I like about in the middle, but yep. I don't want it so dry that I yep. feel like I'm eating a salad either. The coleslaw, I think I've we've had this conversation before. When I make coleslaw, I, I say the secret is buttermilk. Yeah, it is. buttermilk in there. But then, yep. yeah, you can't do it like the day before and let it sit. It gets all soggy yep. and, and just soaked. I like to dress it about an hour, maybe two hours before you're going to eat it. Yep. Let's go about every 15 minutes, go give it a toss and kind of mix it back up and get some of that liquid out of the bottom of the bowl back onto the top. But uh, If I'm ordering somewhere at a restaurant and it's offered as a side, I get it everywhere I go. And and one time it'll be great, and the next time it'll be horrible. And and I know when I like it because it just hits right in the middle. I pepper the hell out of my stuff. I'm a big pepper user. So – if it's terrible, I'll just cover it in pepper and have a pepper salad. For me, I, I think, and I'm not saying this because I live in Salina, I think that the best side dish that I've ever had with barbecue and something I would always go get every time I had an opportunity <laughs> is the beans from Hickory Hut. Really? I don't know what it is about those. They got beans. really good I ones, huh? love those beans. So, anyway, hope we made you hungry. Oh. Yeah, that's what you know. What once you said to potatoes, I thought I might call Lisa as soon as I live here and go by and get a couple of those potatoes. Yeah, well, I just thought of one other tip I was going to mention um, to when you cut meat, you have to slice it against the grain. So what I mean by that is when you see the meat and you look at it, you can see there's a grain running across the meat. 
Yep. When you go to cut it, brisket, steak for that matter, you want to slice it a perpendicular to that grain. If you if you slice it with that grain, those those uh, fibers are really long. It's going to be really, really, really chewy. Yeah. You just wasted everything you did. So <laughs> make sure when you cut it, when you slice it, and, and on a brisket, there's multiple grains because there's the point and the flat. You got to separate those. You got to find that grain and make sure you're cutting it against the grain or you will be disappointed. So, well, hey, we made you hungry. I'm freaking starving and I don't even get dinner for another two hours. And we get to go back outside into this cold weather. (laughs) I haven't looked at the extended weather. We're supposed to go dance in Kansas City uh, next weekend. Um, Oklahoma basketball's got a tough run. We've lost here two or three in a row and now we've got to go now to Baylor again, and then Auburn's the number two team in the yeah, country in the SEC. SEC. This is, is K-State playing somebody in the SEC I, challenge? I, they are. Um, but know. Oklahoma, why, why didn't they put Kansas against Auburn? Make it a big ranked, well, you know, whatever. I don't think, you know, when they, they do those schedules a year in advance, because uh, K usually plays like Kentucky or Yeah. Oh, I Tennessee, saw they're, they're I playing, they play. they're actually playing, um, oh, it's a big one. It's like, I think it's Kansas, North Carolina, isn't it? Um, I can't remember. It's Kansas. All right, here we Kentucky at Kansas. Kentucky, yeah. K-State's at Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Oklahoma at Auburn. Oklahoma State at Florida. LSU at at TCU. That one doesn't make a lot. I mean, they're close, I guess. But Tennessee at Texas. So you got the Rick Barnes story Let me tell you something, guys. All those sounded fun. Every one of them just sounded fun. How would you like to be those poor LSU kids having to go out to (laughs) Texas Tech? That was that's, that's what it is, yeah. Oh, oh no, they're going to TCU, not Texas. Oh, TCU. Yeah. No, that's not bad. So Dallas, okay, that's Dallas not bad, is not yeah. bad. That'll be Tennessee fun. at Texas. So they got the Rick Barnes story going back to Texas. Mississippi State's at Texas Tech, so not any better. Yeah. Um, yeah. West Virginia at Arkansas. That should be a good game. Um, so you got Missouri at Iowa. Yeah, State, Arkansas is so pretty good. Big Twelve storyline there, and then Baylor's at Alabama. So yeah. it's a uh, their know, basketball's pretty good too. The 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 SEC's conference. K-State always wanted, when they do that, we always wanted to go to or meet up with South Carolina with Martin being there. Yeah. For whatever reason, I've heard stories. I don't know if they're true or not, but they just will not put K-State. You know, you got the, you know, all these connections like Rick Barnes going back to Austin. They just won't do it with K-State and South Carolina. So, Well, I'm afraid Oklahoma's in for a rough a rough another week if you got you've got them and and then go to Auburn next Saturday. Um, somebody tough at home this week, like like I think it's a Baylor again. Um, good thing we had a good December because our <laughs> January's turned out about what I expected it to be. I and so then you're right on the bubble of being on. You know, I looked at the ratings, like the the power ratings. Of course, this is two weeks ago, and K State was the bottom of the Big Twelve in the power rankings. I'm sure they've moved up quite yep. a bit since then. Oklahoma was about in that 30 range, and I'm sure they've dropped now because um, they had some good wins early, beat a couple of ranked teams early. And, uh, well, the Arkansas. I mean, Arkansas is still a, one of the top teams. and But but anyway, well, now well, I don't know if we'll make it or yeah, not. Yeah, we'll see. We're uh, bubbled. Uh, now I'm on the – if they make the tournament, we keep Weber. They actually have some promise. We'll see in two weeks when we record another one what side of the fence I'm on at yep. that point. Yep. So. <laughs> Okay. Any any closing ar- any closing statements? Arguments. Closing yeah, arguments. arguments. No, whatever. I won't argue. I, no, I'm still I'm still telling you that we were seeing this uh, 
great resignation of America every week. And if any of you guys, uh, <laughs> if you any guys want to ever mention on Facebook any ideas of how we stop this, that'd be be pretty yeah, neat because yeah, the it's government would, would be yeah, interested in that. You know, it's and I look at things and think it's not going to be till midterm when we have elections again yeah. because you'll you've noticed that there's quite a few Democrats that have not crossed the. They will not. Yeah. So they won't even talk about this stuff because they know if they open their mouth, I mean, they're not going to get. There's elected. already predictions that the Republicans are going to smoke the Democrats yeah. in these midterm elections. And I I don't see the Americans changing now. Generally, this time of year, people get their child tax credits and a lot of the tax credits. So those have been dispersed throughout the year. So right. come, and they say right now there's such a shortage of people to cut your refund checks. Mm -hmm. There's such a shortage of them that don't expect them for months from now yep. for the majority of refund checks to come back. Well, and we talked before that I think that people that were getting, not, not the child tax credit stuff, but people that were getting checks from the government Aren't re didn't realize that that's taxable income until yep. they yeah they're, so they're going to be in trouble they're going to be in trouble whenever come up with that tax money somehow we we've always said for years you come up to about April fifteenth at the end of the you know the cutoff we had a there's a certain amount of Americans that have depended on that money coming and going oh yep. that's my bonus check of the year whenever I get that back. It's not going to happen this year. So then you're going to have a lot of people that are going to be panicking, be back out to hopefully out back looking for work again is what my yep. big hope is. Yep. Well, we'll see. We'll uh, we'll get into some po political stuff and midterm. Yeah, we'll go a little like that go a little future, deeper so, into that yep. in the future. All right. Well, good uh, to be back. That's, yep. That's we're back to our normal every two week schedule again. Apologize for the uh, delay back in uh, December, but we're back on schedule and we'll be back in a couple weeks. We'll kind of uh, talk about the SIC when we come back next time. The, or the sign the invitation, SIT, oh, the signing yeah. invitation term. Yep. That'll be, that will be not this weekend, yep. but no, it's this week. Oh, it's this weekend. It okay. This weekend. Yep. yep. So if you listen to us now, get out and watch some of them this yep, weekend. Absolutely. I'll have this uh, up tonight and uh, we'll be back in two weeks with the next episode. See you then. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Philip Project Podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.